Scrapple Boy. Scrapple Boy. Give me a word that starts with the L. Call me Scrapple Boy. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 89, recorded on July 25th, 2022. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host Bryce, we continue part two of our two-part conversation on Carbon, the programming language. If you haven't caught part one, I would definitely go and listen to that first. Oh, right, right. You, you, were, talking, you were talking about all the complexity of writing, you know, a simple C++ function these days, where you have to add in, you know, concepts where no except, you know, you have to write everything. And... Um, I think that pair example is a perfect demonstration of that. Um, and, you know, perhaps with time, any language would end up like that. Um, but uh, I, 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 it was a very compelling argument that we have added too much complexity to the language um, over the years by adding new features. It was, you know, I as a committee member, I, I see lots of people online say that Half of the internet says that the C++ committee is adding too many things. Half of the internet says that the uh, the committee um, is not adding things fast enough. Um, and this is the first time that I really thought, yeah, maybe we are adding too many things. Or maybe it's not that we're adding too many things. Maybe it's that we're not doing a good job of them, of adding them. Well, his he made a, a comment at one point, you know, that, he just he just wants some time in the next couple standards, like preferably the most the one that's getting released the soonest. Is he just wants a way to write a line of code and know that it'll get executed on a GPU. He says today in C like you cannot know that, or at least not like easily. But but in C seventeen, if you use parallel algorithms and you use NVIDIA's in the C compiler, you got you're good. But yes, I, I did find I did I did find that particularly compelling. Um, and what, what, what Sean meant by that is he wants a way where you can explicitly say, run this in the GPU, whereas the parallel algorithms don't tell you that. The parallel algorithms tell you um, that, uh, uh, you know, you can request parallelism, um, uh, but not on a particular uh, execution context. Um, but, you know... Uh, I do think that that is coming in the form of senders and receivers. Um, they can explicit standard way of saying GPU execution context. That might not, we might not have that um, until after the core senders and receivers, but we are, we do have a plan for that. We do have a plan for that. But I, I completely understand Sean's frustration. This is a feature that um, will land in the standard, um, you know, a, a decade after it was needed, like first needed. And that's juxtaposed with his graph that he showed um, both in the 2012 talk, 2012 talk, and this keynote talk that he just gave of the you know composition of compute, um, and it breaks down you know how much like where does the compute live, and without breaking it down you know um, by every single thing, the, he points out if you're just running a single core. Uh, application like you're accessing like you know a f just literally like less than a percentage of the compute and like he said that he didn't actually give an updated one because he said computers are too complicated um, with the way that they're doling out compute but basically like back in 2012 I can't remember what the exact number was no 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 he, his his point was that 
if you showed the updated graph, it, there would be no point in it because the the visual would you would only be able to see the GPU. Oh, portion. was that his point? <laughs> yes. All right. That was his point. I mean, there there he did also make a point that with with things like um, uh, ML accelerators and with things like you know the the um, you know AI flops um, with that that are claimed by various uh, companies, including our own. It is sort of hard to figure out how exactly to measure um, compute these days. Do you just measure you know the how many FP sixty four flops it can do? Do you just ignore the specialized hardware? You know. Um, uh, so I think that was part of his point. But I think his core point was um, if you showed that graph today, the the performance would be like like ninety nine percent the accelerator, right? In terms of raw flops. But you know most applications, um, you know, are just are not going to access. The, the, the raw flops capabilities. Most applications are going to be, um, you know, some way memory bound, either memory bandwidth bound or memory latency bound. Um, in some cases, compute latency bound. Um, I like to describe it as m- most most applications are just uh, a fancy form of, of mem copy. Most applications are just moving data around and maybe, you know, twiddling a few bits somewhere. Um, and so from that perspective, you know, f- how, what percentage of flops you can access maybe isn't the right um, uh, metric. But certainly for something like, you know, Photoshop, which is a compute-heavy application, that is what you would care about. Yeah, so I, I don't think the keynote uh, for Sean's will be... It might be available by the time this episode... Actually, th- this one well, is... I, I mean, I hear that... I think I'm pretty sure we know the conference program chair, right? So <laughs> we should be able to... To make sure that the video is posted when this um, episode is I mean, up, I don't right? have control over the, the our technical people that are making the videos. but I'm not saying you have control. I'm just saying you can send an email. Anyways, Carbon um, Keynote. Yeah, so the, the Chandler Keynote is online. Um, Sean's Keynote actually might be out because by the time part two of this comes out, which is the one we're talking in right now, it's very meta. Um, it'll be roughly uh, two weeks, so they might. And and even if they aren't, we'll update the show notes as soon as they do go online. And by us, I mean me. And we'll link the YouTube channel so that you can just subscribe and get notified as soon as the talks come online. Um, anything else you want to say about Carbon? We will bring Chandler or a representative. You know who should we should get? Um, we should get Kate to come on next. Kate Gregory for those um, yeah. that aren't operating in the yeah. C++ community because she was both uh, attending, speaking, helping organize CPP North and uh, is also on, uh, what do they call it? The She's one of the three BDFLs uh, of Carbon. So she was on state. Nope, not BDFLs. She's one of the three members of the core team. I mean, can't we call... They are not benevolent dictators for life. The core team will be rotated, and there's not one of them. And they don't have absolute control over the project. They can just decide between options that are presented to them. They are in no way, shape, or form benevolent dictators for life. So they're benevolent. I mean, they're benevolent. Like, painters, I think, is the word that Chandler used. So benevolent painters. Uh, painter Painters are for the people that pick names for things. Mm. Um, that's not the core team. There's one painter. That's my understanding. So what it's benevolent. The what what do you replace the D with, and what do you print it, replace the FL with? 
You don't you I want need to. to. I want you to. You don't need to. It's a bad model. It's, a, it's an acronym. It's not a model. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What, what well, and what did you say? Do? They were core members? Core team. So they're benevolent core team members for a ephemeral amount of time. Yes. That, so that. how do, what is that? That's B, C, T, M, uh, E, T. That doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? Benevolent um, deciders. For now. <laughs> Except it can't be D because or, D is taken by dictator. Yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to create an acronym that will work for BDFL. Benevolent deciders for... It should be. It, it should like be an, a word that starts with L. That's why like does it? It can't be the same acronym because that's not going to make any sense. And that, that's we're what we're doing. We're not acronyming BDFL. That's a word that's we're creating a new Scra- acronym. Scra- Scrabble boy. Scrabble boy. Give me a word not. that starts with L. Call me Scrabble yeah, boy. It's ephemeral. It's B something F N. Benevolent something for now. Leader, or it should just be T B T F N. Benevolent team for now. Yeah, benevolent with team like a for mini now. C that. We don't put in the acronym. Sure. Or you can just call it core team. No. B. You know. This is going to catch on. We're creating a new acronym that's going to become just as popular. I, I, have, I, I disavow this acronym. <laughs> no. Um, yes. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to say? What are the So, you know, I'll probably title these Rust. No. Carbon versus C++ versus Rust. Because that's clickbaity. Or, do you, or is that bad? Should we name it something else, these episodes? What should we name them? Um, that was a pretty good title. Just call it just carbon. Call it carbon. Just call it carbon. Just carbon. We should bring, yeah, we should bring Kate on. You know, we don't have to do our strategizing live. On no, the podcast. we don't. But we we do what we want. Um, and and we should also bring uh, Sean on to talk about uh, his keynote and also um, the vowel language, which didn't get announced. Well, we should bring Dave on to talk about the vowel language because Dave is the person that's. The, the, the creator of okay that. we'll bring we'll bring everyone on we'll bring kate on we'll bring sean on we'll bring dave on although All sean once. and dave have already been on the podcast we need to diversify our uh, people that we're bringing on here True story. um <laughs> bryce is on his phone right now <laughs> how can you tell because you're staring down at, at your hands and I assume you're not just. Tw- There's a dog here, dude. Which requires There's you to be on your phone. It's, I'm not on my phone. I'm petting the dog. You literally just admitted to being on your phone. You said, "How can you tell?" I because I wanted to know, like, why you thought I was on my phone. Oh. Um. Looney, come here and uh, be my alibi. <laughs> Looney. Don't knock, because then she barks. My do- then... Hang on one second. I have to figure out where my dog is. All right. It's just me and you, listener. Probably. Why did you wake the dog up? What a guy. I'll tell you, my co-host. She was, uh, she was asleep. And you, and you woke hey. her up? Yes, I did wake her up. But I need to know where she was. She figured out how to open the apartment door today, like twice in a row. So until I figure out how that happened, I need to uh, keep an eye on her. We will put in the show notes a picture of the dog, a very cute picture of the dog. 
All right. In our last uh, few minutes here, do you want to, um, before we do our full-blown CPP North review with uh, Kate, pending that she agrees to come on the episode, come on the podcast, anything you'd like to recap from CPP North outside of uh, the Carbon keynote and Sean's keynote? How did your talks go? How was the food? Apparently, the I've just heard from everyone that like the food was unreal, and apparently that's what people care most about at conferences. Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you know that? Because you as program chair would of course be at all the conference functions and events, you know, like lightning talks and the dinners. Because you know, like the, maybe there was a lightning talk about people running. You know, that's something that's really close to your heart. You would. You, you wouldn't want to. You miss really that, poorly right? executed that because like. I was. I thought I was like, yeah, okay, I can give my thoughts as well, but I'm asking you. But <laughs> it only started to make sense with the point you were trying to make when you got to the tail end of your explanation. There was a lightning talk about running at C++ conferences, but Connor missed it. Dear listener, do you know why he missed it? Because he was running at a C++ conference. He went and did, did an 8K? Yes, there was a 8K race, and it... That's not like a distance of race that I've heard of uh, before. Like I, it's a number it's that atypical. I know. But. It's actually typically the um, men's cross-country distance. Um, why am I qualifying men? Because they have different distances in cross-country for women and men, which many people have been like, why? Every other event in track and field... <laughs> It's not like it's the men's 100-meter dash and it's the women's 70-meter dash. But in cross-country, for some reason, yeah. they decided to make them different. Um, less important than the run was the fact that it was 34 degrees and felt like 40. And for our American listeners, so for, yeah, those are not 40 Fahrenheit. is, I think, roughly like 100 degrees Fahrenheit, um, uh, which, which is very hot. So... Okay, Google, translate 40 degrees fake temperature into American temperature. No, it doesn't understand me. Celsius to Fahrenheit. It's 104 degrees, which is very different than 100 degrees. That's like... I said roughly yeah, 100. A difference. I think the listener is impressed with my translation abilities. Anyways, the point is it was ridiculously hot and um yeah probably shouldn't be running races when it's that hot anyways i i agree i would prefer you to not die <laughs> that would be great but yes i did miss uh some of the some of the lightning talks um but anyways back to your cpp north review go you got five minutes oh um i thought it was a great conference um <laughs> what else am I supposed to say? Um, I really enjoyed your talk, the 30 minutes oh, yeah. of it, for which I showed up, because I thought it started an hour later than it did, so I went to the gym. What um, a guy. Let's see. I did think the food was pretty, pretty awesome. I appreciated that the food was clearly selected by somebody who loved Canada. There was like... On the first day, there were all these, like, Canadian snacks um, and, like, Canadian junk food. And I just, I appreciated the thought that went into the little details. I also really liked 
that all the organizers had like full body tracks and don't worry listener there will be a picture of connor in that sweatsuit um uh on the in the show i mean i actually never wore wore the full sweatsuit um but he's gonna put the full sweatsuit on take a picture absolutely won't um (laughs) yes i think everybody wore the full sweatsuit except for me i just i can't wear pants in the middle you're just of not the a summer team that are like i am a team player but uh i thought it was a strong program um yeah there was a lot of talks that i quite enjoyed um hang on let me i have notes somewhere I have notes somewhere you went to the uk and uh you went to c plus plus on c and we haven't even talked about that um which i also thought was an like a very well executed conference i thought both cppnc and cpp north um were very well executed i was very impressed with the organizers i was very impressed with um just all the details of the conference um you know the av setup the um you know the catering um just everything really well run um and i like the talks um yeah yeah everything about those conferences i was very happy with all righty yeah. What were your favorite talks at uh, CPB North? Because um, I, I, I know I saw talks that I enjoyed. I'm just having trouble remembering. Probably. I mean, it's talks. not going to be interesting to the listener to say that Sean's talk um, was probably my favorite. It also probably was the most thought provocative because of one thing that he mentioned where he said that C++ and Val are both efficient by definition languages versus uh, the other category of languages which are efficient by optimization. And I had never heard that taxonomy of programming languages. And I didn't get a chance to talk to Sean after his keynote because I think he was, I think he just crashed afterwards because um, it was a long conference. And he even mentioned at the beginning of the talk that he wasn't feeling super well and went and did a rapid test, was negative. But um, so yeah, he, he didn't get a chance to talk to him right after. But I think that's just, yeah, it's very interesting. What exactly does it mean to be efficient by definition? We'll save that for a different podcast. Um, but I just think the idea is that, you know, well, no, no, no. We'll save it for this podcast, a different episode. Oh, did I say a different? I say that because Connor has other podcasts. Oh, yeah. We will, we will, we will talk about He's it on this episode. Maybe we'll talk about it when, when Sean comes on. Because, um, yeah, I do have questions about about that delineation or that taxonomy. Um, after Sean's, I really liked Fatima's talk. Um, Fatima used to be my old manager at my first company, and she gave a talk called... Um, I never got a chance to corner her and get all of the young Goner stories, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll just have to come back to CPP North next year. I, I heard she was considering submitting another talk, but her talk was about programming with kids. And um, she has a couple kids and has been sort of testing out different programming environments like Scratch with her kid and... Um, had a bunch of basically links and recommendations for a ton of resources that I had never even heard about. Um, not that I have kids, but um, if at any point I do, it would be cool to experiment with th- those things. 
I mean, Tony's talks are always good. He gave. Yeah, I enjoyed Tony's. His talk. was very creative. Yeah, had a bunch of Beatle references and lots of good laughs in his talk. Looking forward to seeing part two of that one, which I think he said offline was going to be value-oriented programming part two types. Wow. Wow. Way to spoiler Tony's talks, man. I just gave the title. I didn't spoil anything. That time I was definitely on my phone, and I'm going to admit to that because my phone was visible (laughs) on the webcam. (laughs) But the dog is here. The dog is here. You see dog right there. There's done. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to wrap this up. I, well, I was going to say is that uh, you missed my talk, and I'm actually giving it live streaming on YouTube in T minus 27 minutes. Um, probably. Oh, that's why you yeah, got to go. Probably. Uh, well, I'll be in the gym. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll listen. Um, and, Just like send me a reminder. Yeah, for those that are listening on this podcast, uh, it's not 27 minutes from Windows Podcast. No, correct. It will have been like two weeks ago, right but it'll definitely yeah. be in the show but notes. But wouldn't it be amazing if Connor pulled that off? If, if, if Wouldn't it be amazing if 27 minutes from when you're hearing this, Connor was live streaming, assuming that you listen to it as soon as... I was going to see. You, you um, see what the obvious yeah, flaw with that is, is that most people do not... Yeah. <laughs> but everybody, everybody, all of our listeners listen as soon as a new episode is published of course i can guarantee you that that's definitely not the case but (laughs) thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed and have a great day